let's say you're potential investors. What I do is... So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Now, now we've got our education and we've got one of your tips. I want to roll into very nicely your second topic, which is for everyone listening to just fucking do it. So that being said, uh, as cryptic as that topic is, one of our more cryptic ones, explain to us what you mean by just fucking do it. <laughs> so I learned this. This actually happened uh, during the recession. Remember how we talked about you'd have all these listings. You just there were you were inundated with listings, and it was kind of like I'm not taking that listing on if it's if it's way overpriced. Like I'm not going to waste my time. Especially back then, you just didn't need to. But I did know this guy who I had never heard of, and I would see his darn signs up everywhere, and it was so annoying. Like, and it would be like on multifam, it'd be on commercial, it'd just be like raw land. This is during the recession. You know, nobody's going to buy just raw land. Like, it was, it's just like nobody's going to buy. It, even now, that's still hard. But you'd see it everywhere, everywhere, and suddenly, you know, perception is reality. Suddenly, it's oh, this guy must be selling a lot of houses. And even today, I'm kind of cheap. I don't like to pay tons of money for like signs. You know, I'm not paying $200 for a sign. I have like 62 listings. I'm just not doing that. That's not, I just can't keep up with it. Getting back to the just do it. What I mean is list it. Do whatever. I don't care if it's the ugliest house in the block. I don't care if it's raw land. I don't care if it's multifamily. I don't care if it's commercial. You don't have to be an expert on it. I'm not saying do something that you don't feel comfortable with. But what I'm saying is partner up with somebody who knows what they're doing. Co-list it with them. So let's just say it's an apartment. You say, Tyler, I don't know anything about this. That's okay. You don't have to be an expert on it. But maybe what you do is you pitch it. Maybe you call another agent either in your office or maybe with another firm and you say, hey, uh, I have a, I have a prospective client. They have this or they're thinking about selling this. Would you be open to co-listing this with me? Or uh, if they don't, I'm sure they pay your referral fee. Maybe you say, listen, I understand if you won't co-list this, but can we? Can you at least show me like how this works? Can I sit in on the listing appointment and you all discuss values? Do that. I'm going back to, once again to that agent that I said that just took on all those listings and suddenly it was like, oh, this guy's a massive big shot. Perception is reality. So don't sit around and just say, you know, just kind of waiting, hoping, like you said, somebody knocks on the door and wants to let you list stuff. Go out there and do it. It doesn't matter if it's a crappy listing. Like, nobody cares. That's how you make money as well, by the way. You, you know how much money you make if you don't list something? Zero. If you do list it, you might get both sides. You might get 6%, 7%, 10%, whatever you're going to list it. Um, and you're going to get more, you're going to get buyer leads off of that. You're going to be able to do open houses. You might get seller leads. I can't even tell you the number of agents who we've interviewed on this very show that started out going, I would just take that $50,000 home in like the shittiest neighborhood because like I just I wanted it, and then they were like, 
it was weird because then it turned out that like they ended up buying like five of them. Then it was like an investor and then their friend wanted them. And then all of a sudden, three years later, I sold them a million dollar property. But the first one I sold them was 80 grand. That's, how, then, that's how it starts. And, and then you'll become, you'll, you'll be able to, you know, cut your teeth on it. As I like to say, it's, and, and listen, if you, if you're an experienced agent and you just say, it's not worth my time. I get that too. Guess what? Co-list it with another agent that is hungry. So that goes back to the just do it. You can still give that. You can still take it on, and you know, piecemeal it out to one of your other to somebody else within your within your brokerage firm, or if you have a team, so be it. So, you know, I, I've made so much money because agents. Most of my clients, a lot of them are agents actually in other markets, and they'll just say, "Look, I, I you know, I'm I'm in Newport Beach, California." Um, but I know Memphis is a great market to invest. I don't care about a referral fee. I just want you to send me deals, send me what, you know, tell, tell me what's a good property to buy. Can you get me a property management recommendation? So that's what it is. You don't have to just bust your rear end and show 25 houses a day. You can do a lot of this, you know, from the comfort of your own home. So that's super interesting about the agents, you know, because where me and Peter sell in Boca in Florida, like Florida is a huge market for investing and people moving. Like it's a massive, it's one of the biggest yeah. right now, like huge floods of people. But like, it's interesting how agents are calling you. Obviously your reputation precedes you where right. it's like, Hey, I want to buy me a fucking Tyler, get me a house. <laughs> buy me a fucking house. <laughs> well, but in fairness, like you're talking about Florida, like I've thought about investing in Florida or buying something for myself. I just want I just want somebody to take care of me. I don't care about a referral fee. Like I, I want a good property from somebody who's educated and is going to shoot me straight. That's what I want, and that's what most people want. So yeah, one one of the things you know that that we're big on is just knowing your product, right? When when I say knowing your product, it's not only knowing your area, but also knowing how to leverage the tools to help you do your job. So you're educated and know exactly what moves, what takes, you know, how, like, Andrew knows this, everybody listening to the show knows this. I'm very analytical. I'm so unemotional when it comes to real estate that when my clients ask me like, hey, does this house make sense? I always give them the good, the bad, the ugly, and it's up to them to make an educated decision with the information that I'm giving them and the facts that I'm presenting because it is our duty, our obligation, and our responsibility to know our product so our clients can be educated to make sure that they're making the right decision for them, right? Now, if they want to overpay 50K for the house, that is their choice, but they know that that house may or may not be worth the extra 50K. I mean, we just we just closed the deal um, a few months ago where you know my clients, uh, our clients wanted to put in 460 as far as the offer goes. And I'm like, no way in hell you're paying over 440 for this house because if you pay a dime over, it won't appraise. Like there's nothing that shows I don't and you're not in a position to close the 20 or 30k gap that you're talking about. Lo and behold, they reluctantly agreed. We put in a 440. We got the house on their contract. Three weeks in, the appraisal came comes in at 440. And $13. Hmm. 
<laughs> so, so what you, so what you're saying is like the just do it and the education part. When you're educated, you're able to just do it. And if you're not educated, you can still just do it because you can figure out a strategic or a creative way to service your clients the best way so they are taken care of, right? There's no excuse when it comes to that. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's funny now that inventory is really tight. You see more agents post, we bought this off market or we bought it for sale by owner. Um well, this was ironically a for sale by owner too. Really? Yeah, I yeah. didn't see that during the recession. Like it just didn't. It, you, it just it didn't matter. Like we were. I will say this: a lot of what we do is we try and do off market things, simply because we don't want to bid it. We don't want to get bid up. We don't want to compete. One of the biggest uh, buyers in Memphis, um, they own. They're a turnkey company, and they told me they're like Tyler. You know, we buy. I'm not exaggerating this 500 homes a year in Memphis, but less than less than 5% of them are via the MLS. And that's said, you're not even buying them off the MLS. You no, know, because if you go on the MLS, they just get bid up. And he's like, there's no deal there. So we, you know, we try and zig when other people are zagging and we just this morning, I've already emailed my client base, my investor base, uh, some off market stuff. And said, "Here you go. This is this could work for you. By the way, we also have these other ones. These these are listed. Um, and if you want, if you feel more comfortable with that, that's fine too. So we, you know, we can do it all. How how do you how do you acquire properties off market at scale? So that goes back to the number one thing we talked about with education. So we know who those owners are." And we contact them directly and we say, hey, I saw you bought this. Are you looking for more? Are you looking to sell this? Are you open to selling it if I get you a higher offer on this? Oh, the other thing we do with that is we then, let's say, I'm talking to both of you right now. Let's say you're potential investors. What I do is I send you those actual sales and say, hey, um, there's... 15 sales in the subdivision. Here are the comps. What are your thoughts? And they're selling for $100,000. We can get you one off market for $85,000. And it's going to rent for $950,000. What are your thoughts? So you're buying it for $85,000. It's going to rent for $950,000. And the ARV is $105,000, And those are real numbers. I'm not going to... I don't want to sugarcoat it or come up with something crazy. But that's what we do. As far as scaling it specifically, what we found, we deal with a lot of high net worth individuals, but a lot of our clients are actually just regular people. They're nurses, they're principals, they're teachers. What they'll do is they'll buy them from us with cash in distressed condition. They fix them up and then they refinance them. They get their money back and they do it again and again. And we don't even wait six months. Typically, there's a six-month seasoning period on refinances. We actually don't do that. There's a Fannie Mae product you can do called delayed financing. This goes back to education. What we're talking about about education. You can do a cash-out refi in less than 30 days. And the reason that matters is because then you can scale up and get your money back. And you can do it again and again. You're not waiting six months. That's what we, that's a lot of what we're doing. 
That's leverage right there. Yeah. And it's and it's understanding your product. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. 